Hey, and welcome to the Marketing Automation Podcast by Active Demand, your weekly dip into the world of marketing automation, where you get tips for your agency, SaaS product, or B2B company. I'm your host, Adriel, and why don't we get it started? So, Sean, one of the things I wanted to talk about today in specifically was integrating with Google Ads. A lot of traditional agencies out there are starting to make the move towards digital. And some of the digital agencies out there that, you know, this has been all they all they lived and breathed this whole time. And they want to start integrating active demand with uh, with Google Ads because Google Ads is fantastic for getting access to all these uh, these buyers who are who are in various stages of the buyer journey. And Active Demand is fantastic for converting and and tracking and, and providing attribution on that on that tracking. So, uh, what are some of the first things that uh, that people would want to think about when they're thinking of connecting Active Demand and Google Ads? Well, I think the uh, the first thing to think about is. Uh, one of the big pieces in the Google Ads is uh, Google Analytics plays a role in it. Because basically, whenever we have an ad, somebody clicks the ad, they go to the website. If they're going to a website or a landing page, uh, there is a uh, uh, definitely we all know how to do you know a conversion pixel on a form. But there's other scenarios like, for example, um, you know they uh, they call. <laughs> there's 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 something that's uh, that they uh, have to think about. So it's a conversion tracking, and making sure that you have Google Analytics and AdWords connected. And I think uh, another very basic thing is uh, um, uh, value track parameters. And I don't know if uh, mm. if, if you know much about value track parameters. I'm sure you do. Um, it's a case that. Uh, as as we all know, um, when Google when you click an ad and it goes to a landing page or a website, um, Google isn't going to be telling the web server what's happening uh, before the click. In other words, what's the search and all the details of uh, of this individual, what ad the they ad saw, group, except, the, yeah, the, the campaign, all that good stuff. They're basically going to pass a, uh, a a token or GCLID is passed to the mm-hmm. web server, and that's pretty much it. Um, but there's some really nice data that's, that's available that uh, you can leverage on the website, um, um, which is leveraging value track parameters. So the infrastructure that Google has is you can put some, you know, what's it's called a, uh, a, a URL uh, tracking template, I believe it is. You set it on the account level. That passes all the details of the ad into the URL to, uh, to the web server and hence active demand. Yeah, exactly. You know, they, they support that natively with analytics, but as soon as you want to get into another platform, you have to use value track parameters, um, which I mean, this this all sounds really fancy and really hard, but you, you set up a template once in Google Ads and you're done. You're done. <laughs> and now it, now it just sends those on all the time. They'll always go out to uh, uh, to Active Demand or, or whatever other platform you're, you need to send those value track parameters on. And you can get campaign ad group, keyword, all that good stuff that you might want um, uh, passed on to really get a better idea about what's working for you. Yeah, and I think um, one of the, the benefits of uh, connecting, it, connecting uh, bringing active demand into the story is, um, you know, definitely Google's got a uh, great reporting both in analytics as well as AdWords. Um, it's very detailed, but uh, the reality is is Google will not allow you to pass personal information into their platforms because of privacy concerns. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, uh, we are 
marketing to people, right? And to be able to make the connection between what um, Mary Smith searched for and uh, what brought her to the website uh, and her entire journey, not just the click from the ad, maybe she doesn't convert this time, maybe she comes back some other time later. There's a journey there that's extremely important. Uh, and if we bring in a system like Active Demand, we can actually connect the ad uh, system. To, I mean, the, the the ad portion of the journey to the rest of the journey and uh, be able to tr- attribute, for example, the first visit uh, was a Google ad. And then this person came in later from a, uh, a branded search or something. It's very easy for us to uh, uh, communicate to our clients, our internal constituents in the marketing you know, what is the story of this person, Mary Smith, who was a, a really big account for us? Yeah, I think that when you get the details around the keyword, that can start that can start some interesting conversations. A lot of people, uh, you know, you might be running a Google Ads campaign and your client or, or your internal marketing people that you're reporting to think that, uh, yeah, we would have got those leads anyways. And I think a, a lot of the times you need that keyword with the person in order to prove that it's otherwise, right? In, in, in order to prove that it, it was actually some, some other way that they came in. They came in through that non-branded keyword that you've been fighting for, for budget for and getting it tied to that person is, is really great. That uh, so, person, uh, right? The yeah. person, the, the actual person, not just some conversion, an actual person with a name and uh, 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 buying history or whatever, right? There's, uh, we're, we're, at the end of the day, we're trying to get people to uh, engage with our businesses, and it's the people that buy. And uh, instead of just stats, if we can put a picture, a name, a story, it, uh, it, uh, if we're an agency, definitely it helps communicate uh, or helps us demonstrate value deliver if we're actually talking about people as opposed to stats. Yeah, I mean, even if you're in house, it's it's nice to it's nice to see those. It's nice to go to your hippo or your uh, your boss that uh, you know with those stories in hand because it helps with uh, it helps with the detail around it. So I mean, that's and and uh, getting into Active Demand is great because Active Demand has really good conversion and attribution data. We've got. Uh, really good form data that we can gain uh, filter, and we've got phone calls, which is clutch. I mean, you know, most most agencies or most uh, clients don't have phone call tracking, and now once you get that phone call tracking going as a conversion, it really adds to the the quality of data. Now, in terms of getting that data back into AdWords, you mentioned there just connecting analytics in AdWords, and I think most agencies are used to that. They're used to setting up your conversions or your goals in analytics, and then feeding those or importing those back into ads, uh, back into Google ads. Um, I think the thing that, uh, that they don't realize once they have Google, uh, once they have Google ads and, uh, active demand connected, uh, they can check a box. There's a box we have on the, on the account setup where, uh, you say, yes, give me pre-configured events to analytics and they'll automatically just start throwing, uh, events back into analytics for form fills and for phone calls. Yeah. And the, uh, uh, unchecking that box, we also have, because ActiveDemand is an automation system, we have the ability to control the timing and what is posted to uh, Google Analytics as an event, So, um, which is very nice um, because uh, there's, for example, where the sales cycle is short, you know, somebody comes in, 
clicks clicks the ad. Uh, I should say clicks the ad, comes to the page, looks around, uh, adds to the cart. Maybe they don't buy right now. They 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 bounce away, but in, you know a couple of days later they come back and uh, uh, purchase. Uh, it's the case that uh, you can control in active demand with a workflow when and what is posted back to Google Analytics. So you can actually wait for the purchase to happen. And uh, once you get the order value, uh, you can post it back to, because uh, uh, active demand will sit there with the GCL ID in the session waiting for its its uh, its instruction in the workflow to post to Google Analytics. So not to get too technical here, um, the, the benefit is that uh, you can delay the post to Google Analytics, which will, of course, flow through to AdWords and include extra data uh, for ROI reporting, like, for example, the value of the sale. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one, one of the things you mentioned there was that that'll be uh, especially applicable on e-commerce or on a short sales cycle. So uh, and I, I've run into this. Uh, you, you try solving it with Google Tag Manager, but that's tied to the session and it's not. It, it doesn't have a lot of smarts outside of the system. Like they have to be on the website. And if they're not on the website, well, you, it, you know, it, it gets a lot harder to, to track that kind of stuff. And that's where it's a lot easier with active demand because uh, we're following that person. And if they do something interesting or if there's some something else that happened in the system and the system has lots of inputs and outputs, we can then flag that as, oh, they finally did the thing. Now we're going to send that up to analytics. So we're going to send it with these exact da- uh, uh, piece of data because we have full control over that custom event that we're posting back to analytics. So yeah. you can do a lot of really crazy, cool stuff once you have that uh, that c- ultimate control over those events and uh, and posting them back to analytics and uh, and ultimately Google Ads. Yeah, most uh, most systems, especially if they're just dealing with pure just stats, uh, it is tied to the the one session. So that's why this whole you know last click thing is is such a topic uh, because uh, it's all tied to that session. Unless you have something that has the intelligence to carry that session, store the session. Uh, and wait for the right time to uh, use this data before it expires, of course, and push it back to something like Google Analytics, uh, you're really, uh, the, you're missing a, a huge, uh, well, if you're using the other other systems that don't allow you to do this, then everything is last click. Um, but with, uh, with active demand, because we have the session and we have the, because um, uh, we have the session and we have the, um, uh, uh, the ability to wait, until the you know for example three visits later um until they buy and then post it that's something that's yeah impossible without a system like active demand yeah exactly now i mean like this this is all uh, great stuff but i think for for most ad agencies or most digital uh, marketing agencies out there like the the setup that they definitely want off the hop is getting those value track parameters in because it's just a template and it's super easy to pop into Google ads uh, and then getting those pre-configured events in at the least because uh, then you have form fills, then you have phone calls, then you have it going into analytics and then you import into ads and you've got, you know, that, uh, that full circles going in, right? We've got the keyword, the ad group, the campaign going into, uh, um, active demand and we were able to attribute it to a person and we've got the conversion and all that kind of stuff going back into AdWords. So if we want to do uh, one of their algorithms that's CPA based cost per acquisition based, uh, we can do it. And those are fantastic because those 
choose to bid more for the uh, keywords that are more likely to get conversions. And the nice part is these are real conversions and they're cool conversions. They're phone calls. They're not just, you know, they filled out a form or they purchased, right? So we're able to do some really interesting stuff. Uh, one other thing that you mentioned just before we started here was this concept of of cost scaling. Tell me about that because that was really interesting. Yeah, so a lot of agencies, like if, if uh, the reality is as uh, as an agency, there is uh, the effort required to manage uh, ad budget is uh, is proportional to the the ad budget. Right. So if it's a case that I have, um, you know, it's very, a very different effort to uh, spend, you know, a thousand dollars compared to spending a hundred thousand dollars a month in ads. Right. So that, but I mean, some some agencies choose to do the fee for service where they say, you know what, uh, for this amount, we're going to charge two grand. And then some of them charge a a markup. They're going to do 10% or 15% of spend. And I think like that's a, that's a decision on the, on the agency side. Right. Yeah, and that's a that's a common model, right? Is that if you can uh, basically uh, ha- communicate to the client that your costs are going to be proportional, and we're going to be, you know, basically we our charges are, you know, let's say let's say it's ten percent, ten percent premium mm-hmm. on ad spend uh, is what uh, uh, what our labor to do do the management is going to be. Now the problem with that model is uh, it's a good model for the agency. It's a good model for the client. But the problem with that model is reporting, right? How do you report to the client? Because at Google, they're just going to give you, in all of their reports, they're going to give you you know, cost per click. Uh, all of the cost-related uh, numbers are uh, related to uh, agency spend. Just the exact. I can tell you how we, uh, how I used to do it is uh, you download it all or you go into Google ads, you get your campaigns, you have some Excel spreadsheet on the side, you copy and paste your spend onto the Excel spreadsheet, your Excel spreadsheet adds the markup to it. And then you, you add the other stuff to like you copy and paste that out and then you put it into some report of some kind afterwards. Yeah. And uh, what we've done because, you know, we are, uh, we understand our clients is we've actually, it's a configurable option. You're right in the, the platform is uh, uh, cost scaling and uh, you, you put in your cost scaling factor in the account settings and then all Google AdWords reports, the automated reports, the dashboards and anything cost related is now client cost, not agency cost. So you can accurately communicate through our automated reports or our dashboards, um, client cost per click, client client cost per conversion, right? It's, uh, uh, and it's seamless. They don't see. And it's it's not that you're hiding. It's just it is, it's better to be communicate what the client's spending and how it relates to their spend as opposed to uh, what the Google spend, uh, the, the agency spend is. Well, I mean, it just, yeah, it makes it easier to report on that. I mean, uh, when you think about monthly reporting or weekly reporting with your clients, uh, you know, it's it's not uncommon for this stuff to take an hour or two to to put together one, to one of these reports. And a lot of that time is copying and pasting and putting job. stuff in an Excel and messing around with all this stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, getting a, a client cost that's already uh, marked up 
out of the platform is uh, is clutch in my opinion. Yeah, you know, and and when I when we were operating as an agency, I personally spent a lot of my time, you know, in the the early days, screenshot, copy, paste, screenshot, copy, paste, <laughs> you know, for two or three days yeah. straight at the end of the month. Like we all just were dreading the end of the month because of uh, the reporting. It was such a such it's a report week. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. You could just see the 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 morale of the staff going down. Down because <laughs> they all know what's going to happen. It's just this mind-numbing manual process. Whereas uh, yeah. someone, uh, that's why we built out our report automation system, is to remove the labor out of that, and uh, and hence we also baked in this this uh, this concept of cost scaling for the reporting because we 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 had better things to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, very, very cool feature. Um, one of the last things I just wanted to, to touch on was uh, transactions and, uh, and actual online purchases, because uh, we, we have Stripe integration, we have integration with a bunch of the other uh, e-commerce engines out there. Um, tell me, like, so we, we can post transactions to analytics and transactions are like an e-commerce transaction with a product and cost and all that kind of stuff that can all go into analytics as well. Correct. Yeah, that is correct. And it's a case that we have these workflow actions that you can trigger based on, uh, or wait to trigger based on uh, data we've collected on the prospect. So it makes it very nice for, uh, we, you know, leveraging like Google analytics is, is fantastic. Like I know there's probably people who are listening you know, listen to this and they have their beefs about Google Analytics. Um, but let me tell you that they've, I think Google's done an outstanding job and being able to customize what's posted and how it's posted and when it's posted from your web server and your automation system is like, a, I leverage it in my reports. Like I, it's a case that uh, uh, the flexibility of Google Analytic, Analytics um, being able to, you know, uh, ad hoc pull data, uh, anonymous data aggregation or reporting or whatever out of uh, Google Analytics is fantastic. And having the ability to control what data and when it goes into Google Analytics is a very powerful uh, uh, feature. Yeah. And that top level view, that that high, uh, you know, 30,000 foot view is uh, is fantastic in it. But again, if you want to go down to the micro and, and, uh, and start looking at a person, uh, that's really you have to do that in active demand because it's just not possible from the uh, from the Google Analytics side of things. Um, yeah, so I think I think we've done a, a good job of covering kind of the uh, the basics of connecting uh, Google Ads with uh, uh, with active demand. Any other uh, points you wanted to bring up? Yeah, I think the uh, just circling back to uh, value track parameters and why value track param parameters are important to pass on, pass on to the web server and uh, uh, eventually, of course, active demand, is the keyword search is actually quite interesting, right? Because if you can see what the person has searched for, uh, you can leverage that keyword search data to to trigger dynamic content for conversion rate optimization. You can uh, use it to aggregate interests in, in the buyer profile so that you can uh, more accurately target them with remarketing based on their keyword search. Uh, you can, for example, maybe they searched for XYZ uh, and then, uh, you know, you can actually have it trigger a uh, custom uh, audience and in Facebook or ad role based on the the intelligence we're getting getting from the prospect in their journey. And the keyword search for the first visit on an ad click is actually quite useful. Hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you meant you mentioned Facebook there. I mean, yeah, we can use value track parameters with Facebook, and we can have Facebook send these uh, send these details through as well. So, if for example, I think one of the examples you've given before is like a hotel and, and showing uh, ads for or or changing the the content on your website based on whether you know that person is a a, a family person or or a single person. And I think you know, with Facebook having that information, passing that on to Active Demand through a value track parameter. And then dynamically changing the content on your website based on that information. Again, super, super fantastic way of marketing just to the person in a, in a personalized way that, uh, that is more effective than general. Thanks for listening this week. If you think someone else at your company should listen to this podcast, send them the link activedemand.com forward slash podcast. We've also got lots of great articles on our blog that go into really specific, in-depth topics to help you out. If you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like covered, shoot us an email at support at activedemand.com or send us a tweet. Thanks again for listening and have a killer day making your business better through automation.